Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today members podcast on Wednesday, 15th of November. General advice only not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. Although it has to be said, our advice has been suited to anybody's financial circumstance in the last couple of weeks. We have absolutely nailed it. The rally which started after the Fed meeting a couple of weeks ago, has been lit up overnight, as you doubtless know, by the CPI number, which has come in a little bit lower than expected in the US. And on the back of that, as you've doubtless seen, Dow Jones up 490, NASDAQ up 2.37%, S&P 500 up 1.91%. Our futures this morning were up one. No, they weren't. They were up 91 points. And as I speak, the market's up 112 points. The high has been up 118 points. And adding to the sentiment this morning is the headline that the US House of Representatives has passed a spending bill to avert a government shutdown. And the other mildly positive headline is President Xi Jinping arriving in the US to talk to Biden hopes for improved US-Sino relationships, which should, of course, further help market sentiment. But obviously, the main developments overnight have been to do with inflation and interest rates and bond yields overnight took a big tumble. US 10-year bond yield down 18.9 basis points on the back of that CPI number. The US two-year bond yield down 20.9 basis points. That is now down 43 basis points from the top a couple of weeks ago. And every chart confirms that we have had some sort of peak in bond yields since the Fed meeting. And the equity markets are responding. The Nasdaq is now up 12.3% from the bottom. Tech stocks are, of course, interest rate sensitive. And we have nailed it buying the market, buying back into the market. You realize in the, hate to blow our trumpet here, but we sat there for 120 days in cash in the strategy portfolio. Paul Lorraine was taking calls from people saying, well, he's not doing anything. Well, let me just tell you, in the last 12 months, the strategy portfolio is up 20.3% and that's before we include today up 20.3% whilst the ASX 200 dropped 2.9%. Some fund managers fight for market performance let alone outperformance and here we are with the strategy portfolio which is targeted at the green investors, the market timers, the people that don't want to play in stocks, they just want to participate in bull markets and avoid avoid bear markets? Well, it seems to be working. Outperformance now of 23.22% in 12 months. Of course, when you find yourself standing at the desk, punching the air in delight, fate always comes along to give you a good slapping. So the market will probably crash tomorrow. But for the moment, doing very nicely in the strategy portfolio. I've got a chart of it in the of the performance in the strategy section today. And you'll see this period where we have flatlined in cash whilst the market it was going down and have pretty much caught what I hope is the bottom a couple of weeks ago and off we've gone again. The ideas portfolio also kicking along nicely. We got stuck in the day after the Fed meeting two weeks ago and if we have a look at some of those ideas, we've been a bit conservative in the Australian stocks. 
but up 7% in Qantas, 5% in the CBA. This is all in two weeks. Domain Holdings up 5.9%, GPT up 9.5%. REITs, by the way, are an interest rate sensitive sector, and they were up 5.4% in the US last night. This really is a resurrection. The sector had fallen 15% in a couple of months in the Australian market. So coming back now, that's why we bought GPT in the ideas portfolio. You could have bought any number of REITs, but GPT up 9.5% in two weeks. And we also bought SLF, which is the Spider REIT ETF. That's also up 9.2% in the last couple of weeks. And that's in the ideas portfolio. But where we're really kicking along has been once again, we have caught the FANG trade up 9.2%, the NASDAQ up 9.6%, sorry, up 7.6%, and the S&P 500 ETF up 6.1% in the ideas portfolio. But topping all that, and thank you, David, for bagging me for not buying SNAS because you prompted me to buy LNAS, which is long NASDAQ, 2 to 2.7 times geared to a rise in the NASDAQ. So if the NASDAQ goes up 1%, LNAS goes up 20 to 2.7%. Anyway, LNAS as of today, again, punching the air in delight. It's all going to go wrong, clearly. But anyway, LNAS up 18.1% in two weeks. Thank you very much. Job done, Marcus, today. Anyone who hasn't paid their subscription fees following those trades and following the strategy portfolio as well hasn't been watching closely enough. Where it goes from here, nobody knows, as always. I'm not going to predict anything. We'll react to things and just keep waking up in the morning making decisions. But for the moment, it looks like that Fed meeting combined with this CPI number have a very good chance of starting a trend rather than just a short term rally, but not counting our chickens on that. It's probably asking a little bit too much to suggest that the assumption of peak interest rates is going to drive a new bull market that lasts a significant period of time, but it certainly looks like it may have started. You've got to be a little bit queer on the whole concept of believing this bull market because it's fairly narrowly based on big tech, which again is looking or still looks expensive, but you never know. In the Australian market, the IT sector's flying along as well. It's very hard to find decent fundamentals in Australian tech stocks, but Wise Tech up another 4.4%, Block up another 4.2%. Just before I went away, I was looking at Block starting to accelerate and wondering whether to buy it. It's not a stock that Australian institutions hold, so it's not a stock a lot of brokers bother with, but it certainly had a phenomenal bounce back along with the other tech stocks, which, as I say, are rather hard to buy most of the time. The fundamentals don't flash value. But anyway, tech, the best sector today. In fact, it's not the best sector. REITs are the best sector today, up 3.8%. IT up 3.1%. Gold sector is up as well. And this introduces the other theme that's running at the moment. The US dollar on the back of the concept that US bond yields have peaked and that US official rates have peaked. And by the way, there is now a 0% chance of a rate rise at the December meeting. That's down from 14% yesterday. And there is now zero chance of another rate rise by mid next year. And in fact, something like an 89% chance that rates will be cut by next year. And all the strategists are now trying to jump over themselves to predict the earliest rate cut. I have heard March next year and May 
May next year. All that chatter certainly helps the RBA not raise rates again. Their last rate rise seems to be a bridge too far, one too many, especially if the oil price comes down from here. So some relief may be finally coming for mortgages, mortgagors. I used to think they were mortgagees, but the people that borrow money are the mortgagors, apparently. But Sorry, get back to the the theme. The theme is the US dollar dropped 1.5% overnight. The Aussie dollar went up 2%. Now, if we don't if the market goes risks on, risk on, you don't need a safe haven currency and if interest rates are coming off in the US then the US dollar is going to come down. But 1.5% fall in the US dollar is a huge move for the world's reserve currency. And as I say, trends start to tend to start fast. And here we have a fairly fast start to the top of the US dollar and the bottom of the Aussie dollar. The expectation that if we got this right and the different interest rates have peaked, that the Aussie dollar would start to go up is why we bought the hedged S&P 500 ETF and NASDAQ ETF in both the ideas and strategy portfolios. Basically, a hedged ETF, Australian hedged ETF, goes up more if the Aussie dollar goes up more. So probably getting that right as well at the moment. Anyway, Aussie dollar up 2% overnight, and all that is good for commodity prices. Anything priced in US dollars, if the US dollar goes down, commodity price goes up. So the iron ore price looking chirpy. Metal prices in London didn't really have a chance to react last night. They'll probably be up tonight. And the resources sector flying along overnight. And in Australia today, resources sector up 2.12%. We've got BHP up 2%. Thank goodness I bought it in the BHP one stock portfolio a couple of weeks ago. And Rio up 3% today. Fortescue Metals just hit a 52-week highs, up another 3.9% today. The Energy sector is getting a little bit left behind. And the other risk on sector, of course, that's flying along today, I did think about buying PLS or mineral resources, is lithium. The lithium price hasn't done anything, but as we go risk on, you've seen Piedmont up 12.6% overnight, Levent up 8.6%, Sigma Lithium up 7.9%, Albemarle up 9.7%, Sprott Lithium up 5.9%, Standard Lithium up 5.7% lithium back in the spotlight and today Pilbara Minerals up 6.8% mineral resources up 6.3% I can't get too excited about them until the lithium price goes up if this had been combined with a 5% lift in the lithium price I would have jumped on the sector but and maybe it will lithium pricing isn't an efficient pricing system so it might well look better tonight but hasn't fed through to me that the lithium price has moved at all so I still think that's a struggling backdrop, so haven't bought into them. But you can see they're flying along today. So leading the market today, REITs, iron ore, tech, and lithium. The other sector that was doing rather well last night in the US was the investment bank sector. We had Bank of America up 5.5%, Wells Fargo 3.2%, Goldman Sachs 3.6%, Morgan Stanley 4.4%, Citigroup up 3.9%. All good news for Macquarie. Macquarie's results the other day were hardly inspiring, but I told Oliver in my absence if the results were okay, they only had to be okay, with the market going up, 
we should be buying Macquarie. We did. We're not exactly knocking the lights out yet, but Macquarie up 2.8% today. So the one-stock portfolio is beginning to lift with the market. So a lot of things going right at the moment. In other little stories, there were some downgrades around in Telstra after their investment day yesterday. The stock fell 2% yesterday. It's up a little bit today. Computer shares down 4.8% on AGM guidance. Seek up 6% on guidance. Seek is a high PE, 32 times low yield, 2.8% stock with an ROE of just 10%. So it's neither a growth stock nor a income stock. But the suggestion was from Macquarie that they would have, having had a downgrade earlier this year, and a pretty tough year all in all, having had a downgrade earlier this year, Macquarie was suggesting they would downgrade again at the AGM, and they haven't. They've confirmed guidance. So the price up. 6%. Seek's business seems to be maturing. I have a feeling that maybe what they should do is stop pursuing ambition and do a BHP. Stick to your knitting, mature, cut costs, up your payout ratio and become an income stock anywhere. They're not there yet, but getting a bit of a sentiment lift today. Also, by the way, Allchem has got FIB, FIRB approval for their merger with Livent and becoming Arcadium Lithium. That deal will now go through on January the 4th, 2024. AKE up 7.1% today. Life 360's had some results. They're up 4.9%. New Farms had results up 9.3%. Japan's GB, GDP numbers have just come out. They're worse than expected. Australian wage price index numbers have just come out in line with expectations. That could have been inflationary. Up 1.3%. Up 4% year on year. Wages need to peak out out for inflation to pick out. That's probably what's spooking the RBA a little bit. That's the highest wage price index number in 26 years. Lots of news articles today with strategists saying that US rates have peaked. I think we knew that two weeks ago. That's why we bought everything. Did I mention Aristocrat Leisure down 3% today? Posted a net profit of 1.2 billion. Talked about challenging market conditions. I wrote a stock take on APE. Eagers Automotive used to be AP Eagers. APE today have confirmed they've done due diligence and will be going through with a $241 million acquisition of a bunch of Victorian car dealerships. They grow by acquisition, does APE. They also, rather amazingly, have a very decent yield, 6.1% going to 7.4%. They're only on a PE of 12.5 times, as I say. They grow by acquisition. They haven't performed terribly well this year, but the average broker target price, all the broker target price, are above the current share price. The average broker target price, 13% above the current share price. Return on equity, 25%. It's a $3.4 billion company. It is hoovering up every Australian dealership. Had good results in February. Is growing by acquisition. Might interest income investors. Probably worth us doing a stock take on it. But I digress. The main story today is the market is ripping up. We have caught it in our portfolio and in the ideas portfolio. Marcus, today's subscriptions are paying for themselves. Tell your friends. I have an eerie feeling it's all going to go wrong, but for the moment it hasn't. Long may it continue. You have a fabulous day. No reason not to. And I will be back with the end of day podcast later with Henry currently on a jet plane. (laughs) 